Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 42 for Tuesday, October 2nd. I'm Alex Uwe here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? I'm doing good after today, man. It was quite a day. Two game 163s. It was it was playoff baseball before the playoffs, and I love it. That is pretty much the name of the game today. We're going to talk game 163. We're going to talk wild card games. We're going to do all our playoff predictions. We're going to set the stage because we are pumped for the postseason. Man, after, you know, after a long September of, you know, there's there's meaningful baseball, but also a lot of, you know, just kind of getting to the finish line. We I'm ready to see some every every game is the most important game of the year, including the ones that we watched yesterday, which uh, which was a unique situation. Um, the first time ever that there were two tiebreaker games in in a major league season. First of all, and then it's weird because it's not an elimination game. They're playing for the division titles in both cases. You had the Cubs and the Brewers playing for the Central, and then you also had the Dodgers and Rockies playing for the West Division Championship. And the losers of both of those games have to play again today in the NL wildcard game at Wrigley Field. It was a chaotic few days very happy with the the outcomes of everything it, they were fun games to watch as well i'm sure you'd agree mr dodger fan so you know let, let's go ahead and start with you know just talking about the games in general we'll talk about you know a few things that happened over this last weekend of the regular season we'll go ahead and give our postseason predictions later on like i mentioned and as we move along here, I'm going to share a bunch of fun facts from the 2018 season because, as you know, that's, that's my favorite part about baseball. It should be everybody's favorite part is just really cool trivia, and there is an abundance of it this year. So let's, let's start with the games. Let's start with Brewers and the Cubs. Brewers took that one. They're, they're, they haven't won the division in how many years? It was especially this year it was quite a surprise to everybody so um go just go ahead and share your thoughts on this crazy brewers team on whatever really caught your eye there well i mean last year we thought they had a chance to win the division especially at the break the cubs had a starting pitching they didn't and they the cubs stormed back in the second half and took the division and this year in the offseason, Brewers didn't really do much of anything either. What are you talking uh, they about? What you, uh, they, they, I, they added, I that, they added I like the that two highest players in wins above replacement this year in the National League. I was thinking pitching. Yeah, um, they didn't add pitching. You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't add pitching, which we thought they needed. We thought Yelich and Kane were very good additions, but what they needed to win the division was pitching, and they got enough of it this year, even though, you know, last year's surprise, Zach Davies didn't hear from him much this year, but... Their bullpen was very good, uh, even despite Cork Nebel being sent down somewhere in the middle of the year. Josh Hader, despite all his um, awkward past, we'll call it. Um, and uh, But very very solid year. And I looked at it before September started, or right as September started. Milwaukee had a very favorable month of September in terms of scheduling, where they had a lot of head-to-head matchups with the Cubs and the Cardinals that they battled the division with. 
and they won those matchups, and then they didn't have any much other competition, and they played Tigers on the last weekend, which was nice with the Cubs playing the Cardinals. But Brewers, Yellish, um, top tier MVP candidate, I think is the MVP. Very good addition. Um, kind of just plotted along, I guess. Nobody really is like, oh, look at the Brewers where they are. It was just, oh, the Brewers are there, and they win the division. Yeah, I mean, I think you understated almost. I agree with you on a lot of those fronts, but I think you understated almost everything there. The Brewers really did not look like they were in better shape than last year entering the season. And like you mentioned, they were, you know, they looked even down on pitching after after the offseason because, you know, Jimmy Nelson missed the entire year. He was their best pitcher last year. They didn't oh, I forgot about really Jimmy do Nelson. anything to add. Yeah. And like you said, the bullpen was great. And also, how about Knable? You said he had really rough, you know, July, August this season. And then in September, turned around 15 games, zero runs. In, you know, 15 innings, he struck out 32 batters and only walked three in 15 <laughs> and a third innings. So I think that's good. I think he turned it around. Um, and then how about eight straight wins to close out the regular season to get to that point, to force that tiebreaker game and then you know they just came up they came up clutch and they they did they did it in a weird way too you know you would expect the brewers with their team to you know kind of win a you know a little bit of a a, a high scoring sluggers duel but it was a 3-1 game so that bullpen man is going to be scary uh, i've got thoughts about their bullpen and what it's going to do for them in the playoffs in particular. But uh, let's talk about the other game that I know you've been dying to talk about. Dodgers beat the Rockies 5-2 to two in the NOS tiebreaker. Uh, Rocktober's still alive, but definitely looking less promising than it did 24 hours ago. So I, I saw things from both teams that were really revealing to me about what this playoffs is going to look like for each of them but talk about your Dodgers let's 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 hear what is going to make or break for them this year well the Dodgers I mean through all the struggles and stuff all the downs that people have been yelling about on Dodger Twitter um, they've been relatively solid all year especially against teams over 500 Um, you look at all the top teams in the major leagues the Dodgers are the only one with 50 plus wins against teams 500 or better. They're 51 and 38. Uh, Milwaukee's 49 and 46. So are the Cubs. Uh, St. Louis has 50 wins, 15, 15 43. Um, but the Dodgers have been very good against good competition and inexplicably not good against bad competition. They lost uh, six of seven against the Reds this year. Um, I can't remember their record against the Marlins, but it wasn't pretty. Um, so the Dodgers are seem to be built for the playoffs in terms of they're beating good teams, but they they get scared to almost missing the playoffs because they couldn't beat the bad teams. Yeah, I mean it. It was so shocking how teams like the Cubs and the Dodgers narrowly missed the playoffs altogether. Of course, they both ended up with wild card at least clinched going into, you know, that tiebreaker. But, you know, 
now you know at this point it's going to be an interesting story moving throughout the entire playoffs is how are these teams that had to play a tiebreaker and a wild card back-to-back day is going to fare um just in terms I, of i i i, th- I think the out of the two tiebreakers obviously they're both for division titles and the loser wasn't eliminated but the bigger one to win was the NL West tiebreaker with the Rockies and Dodgers because Cubs lost the NL Central yeah they get the wild card but they stay at home for tomorrow the loser of Rockies Dodgers had traveled from LA to Chicago for a wild card game tomorrow against a pissed off Cubs team yeah it's obviously depleted. the loser that was pissed off so I mean, Cody Bellinger said, I think he was on Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt after he said, we we were, number one concern was rest. We win the game. We don't play tomorrow. We play Thursday at home. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> not a huge deal. Chicago overnight. So I think, I think that was, that was huge for that, for that second game of the day. Yeah. And, um, you know, what I saw with the Dodgers and the Rockies anyway was, you know, just that the Rockies really didn't have the offense that they needed, which is, you know, something you we wouldn't really say about them throughout the season. Yeah, well, I mean, they weren't in Colorado, and they didn't run into a team that uh, didn't really care if it won or lost for the first time in a couple weeks. So, yeah, well, might I have mean, been a shock to the system. The Rockies actually were really good on the road this year, which is something that was was a storyline. Basically, that's that's a reason yeah. that they got where they are. But then, you know, the Dodgers just they showed up in a way that kind of surprised me and it was not just that they showed up it was the it was who showed up you know you had the the duo that started in triple a to start the season bueller and muncie that really shined bueller with the quality start of course um didn't allow a run and max muncie hit a two-run home run in this game and you know that's a lot of source of your production is completely out of nowhere basically and then you know Cody Bellinger getting it going. This is a team that had Brian Dozier available off their bench. That that's so telling to me. Kike Hernandez really is like a Javier Baez light in terms of his his value. He's a spark plug. It was it was very clear um, that this this Dodger team needed you know a little bit something extra to fire him up. Yasiel Puig. They have that playoff fire in them. So if any team looks equipped to deal with, you know, the grind that is going to be the postseason, um, I like their chances a little bit more than pretty much anybody else out there. Maybe the Cubs have a similar amount of energy. I don't know. There's so much energy everywhere because the Brewers, nobody's hotter than the Brewers right now. It, it It almost feels Royals like, except they didn't have to, to, play in the wild card game you know just the kind of momentum they have um before we move on to uh talk about the wild card games let's let's uh share a few fun facts shall we so let's start with you know the big one this is just in terms of team records first season ever with three 100 win teams in the same league the american league of course and it was also the first time that there were three 100 loss teams in the same league also the American League. So congratulations to the incredibly lopsided American League. And um, yeah, the Yankees and the Red Sox, of course, both were 100-game winners. That's the first time ever that they've both done that in the same year. So, you know, that's, that's, a, long, that's a lot of years where they haven't done that. 
especially last decade when they were both really good, never quite happened. So this is the first time ever. Um, the Yankees did set a new MLB team home run record. It seems to happen all the time now, although this one has been long-standing, actually, even with the wave of home runs recently, or longer-standing, I think the 97 Mariners, I want to say. Uh, but the Yankees hit 267 homers to set the new mark, and the Yankees also set a major league record by having 12 players reach double-digit home runs. That's that's pretty crazy. Luke Voigt was the last one to join that club, and he also won uh, Player of the Week in that last week of the regular season. So he's had a really great time with the Yankees. Um, also on the, the home run notes, the Dodgers set an NL record by having seven players with 20-plus home runs, which is, yeah, that's that's seven out of, you know, eight position players, you know, for, for a National League team that have 20-plus home runs. That's very impressive. So uh, Dodgers getting in the home run fun as well. We'll, we'll get to more fun facts as we continue. Um, let's, let's preview the wild card games. So, which, uh, I guess, are the wild... We'll start with the National League wildcard, because we've been talking all National League so far. Um, and that That's where game all the is drama tonight. is. It's, all, it's where all the drama is, and that game is tonight. So, I don't think they have announced... They, they have, have announced stars. It's, it's going to be Kyle Freeland. Kyle Freeland versus John Lester. Yes, you got it. Um, Yay. Yeah. So, that is going to be quite a matchup there and if i'm being honest i'm expecting uh, quite a few runs to be scored in this game so i don't know what are the what are the keys for each of these teams right now uh, i sound like uh we sound like a broadcast <laughs> booth right before the game like giving those three little notes about like so the so the hyundai and, keys of the game yeah basically and, and not hashtag not sponsored does it bug you how they're always really obvious boring things like you score they're, more they're runs really obvious, score more really runs confusing. than the other team or if this pitcher doesn't allow any runs this you know they're in good shape to win this game like well, they always well, yeah. they always guys in <laughs> behind like a cheesy like line like yeah like, or some, some up. Play like, oh you need to score more runs than he did in the last week yeah because they scored three in the last week of course they need to score more runs <laughs> it's uh let, yeah we'll, we'll try to avoid the uh the pregame broadcast booth um you know kind of keys to the game but so so what are your hyundai keys to the game (laughs) (laughs) um actually i think this this game is brought to you by hankook tires (laughs) what are your hankook tires keys to the game um hankook tires keys to the game brought to you by carlos jr um (laughs) i here's the thing freeland has been very good i believe he has eight straight unbeaten starts maybe nine now um and um, John Lester, we talked about it, you, you and I talked about it at the midpoint and how his peripherals didn't lend itself to uh, continued success that he had had in the first half, and it turned out to be true. Um, so Freeland has actually been better at home, but he's been very good. So I think the Cubs need to score runs off Freeland, and the Rockies need to score more runs off Lester. And the, the, the person with the team with the more runs, I think, has the better chance to win. That's just that's my that honest is, opinion. That is a hot take, sir. <laughs> um, can we just talk about how crazy that is that Kyle Freeland has been better at home and he plays for the Rockies? Yeah. 
<laughs> I think he set the 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 team record for home ERA this past season as well. He was he's been phenomenal. He's gonna get top five Cy Young votes. He should mm-hmm. anyway. Um with the way he's he's pitched this year. So it's definitely the guy they want on the mound. Um I do think it will come down to each one of their bullpens because if I'm being honest, they're not incredibly strong bullpens, either of them. Um, you know, if you look at a team like the the Brewers in comparison, um, you know, I, I don't know how comfortable they feel. Uh, of course, Wade Davis is going to be coming back to, uh, to Wrigley here if the Rockies have a lead in this one, or maybe maybe not even. Wade Davis could see some innings back in Wrigley Field. But um, I do think the key will be the bullpen. I am really cliche here. I do think it'll be a game where if the starters get into get into jams, it'll be, you know, third second, third inning. If if you're in a bases loaded jam, they're they're gonna get a quick hook. That's that's gonna be the kind of game it is. It it's it's an elimination game now. It's all hands on yeah. deck. Um so, you know, that's that's always something that you're watching for is how quick the, the starters get the hook. And I think it's going to be more true now than it ever has been. Um, yeah, and, I, and, and I, yeah, it was the Cubs bullpen that did them in today. I mean, they only gave up two runs, but they were two key runs to uh, to, to give up there. So um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to overanalyze or question too much else about it. That's what I love about the playoffs, that anything can happen. Anybody can be a hero, so make sure you watch that game tonight. And I'm definitely going to be watching the A's and Yankees wild card game on Wednesday. Whew, I am going to be up late at night for that one. So <laughs> basically, it's going to be starting 2 a.m. my time. For, I mean, yeah, for those who need a reminder, we are an international podcast now. Yeah. And Louis is in Lund, Sweden, nine hours ahead west of the West Coast. So um, he will need to adjust his sleep schedule for the wildcard game. I will not. I am going to have a fun month of watching baseball. Um, but this game, at the very least, is going to be watched. It, and it's got to be It's it, a lot of the same keys to the game, of course. You know, the bullpens are going to be... Of course, the biggest deal for the A's, who really just have relied on it the entire season. I don't even know if their starting pitching depth chart has anybody listed at all anymore. <laughs> That's They're all bullpen pitchers. Uh, neither of those starters have been announced yet, I'm sure. So um, we'll see what the Yankees want to roll out there. The A's don't have a ton of options. They They probably will go with Mike Fires. Is what I'd guess, but you know yeah. who knows? It, it it could be that they just roll out a bullpen game. Maybe they'll start Blake Trinan and just use him until his arm falls off. Who knows? I I don't think that's I mean, gonna happen. But <laughs> they could use an opener. I don't think it's gotta be Trinan. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. But it does, I'm kidding. But no, I I know. But I mean, you said bullpen game, and I thought you. I mean, because the starters are, or the opener is a legit strategy now. It, it's not a gimmick um so yeah it, that it could that, that could definitely be an option but yeah no not trying and for those of you who thought he was serious yeah well last year the yankees used an opener they used luis severino who 
It didn't open well. No, but it it was an opener. Uh, so I have I have high expectations for this game. We're gonna talk keys to the game. You know, I guess it's gonna be a lot of a lot of repetition there. Um, of course, it's gonna be riding the hot bats though for the Yankees. It would be guys like Voit and uh, Andujar who's been swinging a hot bat. It's it's not the biggest names out there. You you know what they're gonna be able to bring each and every at bat, um, and then if they do something great you know that's that's an added bonus but then it's it's the the players who really have to shine at the bottom of the lineup for each of these teams that they need to come through um steven piscotti for the a's has been unbelievable also he's probably the most feared hitter in their lineup if if you're asking me as a yankees fan so uh, how about that pickup for the a's it was kind of a uh Kind of a kind of a good natured trade when it when it was made because of you know his his mom going through uh, ALS treatment and everything and he he was traded there was able to be closer to her and he's ended up being one of the, the A's most valuable players so um, really looking forward to that game as well let's get to some more fun facts and then we'll we'll roll into our predictions so let's let's move on to uh, you know what there's there's a good mix of Fun facts here. I'm not trying to group them up too much. So this season, there were more strikeouts in Major League Baseball than there were hits. There were 41,207 strikeouts to 41,019 hits. I believe that's the first time that's ever happened. So wow, that's a pretty impressive one right there. You talk about the talk about trending towards strikeouts. It's uh pretty much reached an extreme. I don't. I can't see it getting more extreme than this. Um, and, you know, kind of to, uh, to, let's, let's talk about our favorite, our favorite, um, pair of Davises here, Chris and Chris Davis. Um, yeah. Do you remember a couple years ago when they had so many almost identical stat lines over like the last calendar year, we would, we would be talking about like they, they have the same batting average, the same number of RBI, like same home run totals over you know, the last 365 days or whatever. Uh, that's definitely not the case anymore. Uh, <laughs> K. Riss Davis, who is pretty much the only Chris Davis that matters now, hit 247. Well, I, I, I think we established the the new Chris Davis is the one formerly known as, as K. Riss Davis. The former official Chris Davis is now C. Riss Davis. It's so complicated, but, you know, we know who we're talking about when we're talking about Chris Davis. Um, so Chris Davis hit 247 for the fourth consecutive year. That's really cool. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that I, is consistency. It's like my finest. own for a fantasy football record. Yeah, consistency at its at its best. And then you have, you know, Chris Davis who hit 168, who managed to record the lowest qualified batting average ever. So, congrat! Round of applause for him. Actually, um, that's quite a feat. Negative 3.2 B WAR there. Uh, so. We talk a lot about these uh, these strikeout records and strikeout trends. The Indians had four pitchers record 200-plus strikeouts. That is the first time that's ever happened. Uh, it was uh, Kluber, Carrasco, Bauer, and Clevenger. So congratulations to them. And the Houston Astros set a new team strikeout mark. That's by pitchers, that, of course. Um, as a team, that would be less impressive. So... Um, they actually beat the Indians' record that they set last year. So Astros now hold that title. And um, 
One, I don't know if anybody said I don't know if anybody said this, but it looks like they're trending to more strikeouts in the major leagues. I'd like to know what's behind that. Yeah, you know that's interesting. I I, I wish they would talk about that more. On, yeah, I don't think anybody's explored that. I think we need to get on TV. this. Yeah, I think that is definitely worth looking into. Um, good observation, Ray. So, of course, another uh, trend is that starting pitchers throw, uh, you know, shorter and shorter starts as as time goes on conserve their innings but um this is the first year ever where there have been zero pitchers to throw multiple shutouts there were 19 different pitchers this year to throw a complete game shutout uh, the last one was Noah Syndergaard on Sunday actually he uh, was the 19th so less than 20 shutouts in Major League Baseball this year nobody threw more than one it is the first time that's ever happened it's the lowest you know leading shutout total ever um nobody's ever there's never been a season with less than with less than three actually by as the the leading mark so um that's pretty crazy that's not a lot of shutouts so that is something that hopefully changes i like i like shutouts and um both league leaders in era jacob degrom and blake snell both had sub two ERAs. That's the first time both league leaders have done that in the same season since 1972. So I, I feel like that's a pretty cool one as well. I'll, I'll throw the last pitching uh, fun fact that I have in there as well. Max Scherzer was a 300 strikeout pitcher this year. The first DC pitcher to do that since Walter Johnson. So great season for Max Scherzer. Again, gonna gonna lock in that second place in uh, Cy Young voting, hopefully, with that. Um, I, I, I love Jacob deGrom, so we talk about him every show, but um, can't can't spend too much time on him today. We'll, we'll get back to it eventually. So let's do postseason predictions. Let's just dive right in. Let's say NL wildcard. Who do you have? I have the Cubs winning because the Rockies, they're better on the road, still not at Coors Field, and also... The, the travel I think is gonna make it is gonna be a huge difference. I think Freeland's gonna do well, but um, it's a Walker game. You never know, but uh, that travel I think is a little too too much for a Cubs team that just gets to spend the night in their house tonight. Yep, I also have the Cubs for that one. Similar reason. It, it's just such a difficult thing to do to to win on that kind of short rest. Uh, AL wild card. Uh, I have the Yankees just because it's a Yankee Stadium and that is a slugfest. Also, the A's have not been particularly good against winning teams this year. Uh, they're 33-40 and 40 against teams with winning records so far. Um, so I, I, I will line up the Yankees to win that one at home. I also have the Yankees. I think the Bats are going to come out to play in this one. So we're moving on to the Division Series Let's uh, let's. Okay, I guess we'll just go one series at a time. Let's go Cleveland and Houston. Who do you have winning there? I have Houston, Cleveland. We we talked about it, not not impressive and in a bad division. They only won ninety one games, twenty three and thirty one against teams with with a winning record. Houston obviously over hundred games, forty one thirty eight. I it's Cleveland just has been unimpressive this year. But maybe this is the year that they actually uh, win an elimination game. Uh, for the first time in a, in a few tries. Um, okay, that, that was a little hard to follow there, that last statement, but uh, I actually... Well, they were up 3-1 in the World Series, 
blew that series. Next year, they had 2-0 lead in the division series, lost that series. Oh, so. oh that, that's, that's not an, like not an elimination game for them. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, put away game, I guess. Yeah. So, of course, the last ones they lost, they've they lost their elimination games. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually have the Indians winning that series. I think it's going to be one of the most entertaining series of the postseason, if I'm being honest. Um, just two clubs that really have a lot of. I, I keep using the word energy, but I don't really have anything else to describe it. Um, and the pitching matchups are going to be unbelievable. You can't even split hairs and decide who has an advantage there um, when you when you think about it. So I think the Indians are going to slightly edge that one out. I think a big part of that's going to be Josh Donaldson. Adding an MVP to your roster in the last month of the season is a big deal, and I think that's going to be very evident in this series. So that's my call there. Uh, Yankees-Red Sox, or wildcard game Red Sox. We both picked the Yankees, so who do you have winning yeah. the uh, division series there? I, I have the Red Sox just such a strong team, and they've been – granted, Yankees have had some lopsided uh, games against them, but the Red Sox have uh, won some pretty key games against them this year. I like the Red Sox with that home field, and just it's it's going to be hard to stop this team. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm terrified of that series should it come to that. But I do have the Yankees winning – because I'm a homer, but I also do believe that the Yankees have enough to to beat the Red Sox. You know, it it's such a such a close call at this point. I'm terrified of Chris Sale, of course, as everybody should be. But beyond him, I think I think we can take care of business. David Price does not really have the Yankees number at this point, no, especially at Yankee Stadium. I don't think he's going to pitch there in that series. But um, I, I feel like the Yankees are going to be able to handle most of what Boston throws at them. I feel and, like you can. I feel you can justify homer picks when you can see a way that they can win that isn't a miracle. Oh, I can definitely see a way that's not a miracle because you know the Red Sox, as as crazy as they've been, you know you work around a, a couple of their bats. You know it's they've had contributions from everywhere, but you know there's a huge drop off from pitching to JD Martinez to throwing to Mitch Moreland. You know a couple spots later and i don't know if the yankees Mitch two bags though Mitch two bags i don't know if the yankees really have i feel like they have even more offensive depth it's just crazy to say because the red Sox were unreal this year <laughs> so that's going to be a, a nerve-wracking series should the yankees make it there all right braves dodgers i have the dodgers again the dodgers very good against teams with um winning records beat the braves six out of four times this year um, and the Braves... Wait, what? <laughs> nah, it's six out of ten times. <laughs> I believe it was a number. Okay. <laughs> um, it's not that they played ten times, though. I, that number is probably terribly wrong. It's all good. But they, they had the um, they had the tiebreaker. Um, it should... Uh, if they had tied the Braves at the end of the season, which they didn't. Um, but beat by a game. But I had the Dodgers winning that one, a team that I think is more geared towards playoff baseball and I think it's it was a big relief getting in winning the division and they're ready to go attack and end this 30-year drought I also have the Dodgers not not too much to say there the Braves are super young super exciting they just don't have a lot to to hold up against they they have to go up against Clayton Kershaw and lots of other really good 
you know, Kershaw veterans and Ryu games one veteran. and two. Yeah, I mean, Hyunjin Ryu is arguably like not even one of their three best starters. So yeah, that's that's going to be a rough series for whoever has to play the Dodgers. Um, and then we got the, well, we both picked the the Cubs as well. So wild card game and Brewers. So Cubs Brewers, basically. Who do you have? I have the Brewers. Um, like I said, they're a team on a roll right now. You said ten straight to win to end the season. Uh, eight, eight. Well, eight straight, and then yesterday, so I guess nine. So nine nine straight wins. Um, the Cubs have to win another game to go face the Brewers again. This time, with the first two games being in Milwaukee, I I like the Brewers in the series. Just keep it rolling. Um, because I think they're in the Cubs' heads in a way uh, after what they've done to them this month so far. Yeah, I would say so too. I have the Brewers. Like I said, the bullpen I think is going to be the key for them. It has a very, um, you know, 2016 Indians bullpen kind of feel. It just, it's electric. So hopefully it can stay that way. And I think it would be more fun if the Brewers are good this year. So got the Brewers winning there. Um, American League, who do you have winning the pennant? I have the Red Sox winning the pennant. Um, that is, so I I have Red Sox Astros. You have the exact opposite. I have the I opposite of you. Yeah. <laughs> so you pick the Red Sox um, over Houston. So I like the Red Sox over Houston. I think it's it's going to be a good series. I think anything in well baseball is just baseball playoffs is, are just always fantastic. But um, I I'm just going to roll chalk on this. I don't have some crazy stat or whatever to break it up or to uh, back it up. But well, this is I'm, a rematch. Just, was this the division? I'm just like last year, right? This was a rematch of the division series last year. Mm-hmm. I think the Red Sox are a different team. I think even the Astros are a different team. Um, I I don't think you can look to that and get too much comparison out of it to this year. Um, so I, I, I'm just rolling chalk with the Red Sox. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Yankees. Again, a little bit of a homer pick because the Indians, Over the Indians. pitching staff yeah. the Indians pitching staff is unbelievable. So this is this is also an ALDS rematch from last year. Uh, yeah, it would be. Um, well, if it, yeah, of course, if he gets this point. I think a big thing is going to be if Didi Gregorius actually somehow miraculously gets back to the Yankees because he's Corey Kluber's dad, and if we can, um, <laughs> can ground him and you know, send him to his room, then I think that's going to be a big deal, like it was last year. So that's going to be a big factor. But like I said, I think the Yankees have underperformed so much of the year. There's a lot of doubts about them, but they're, you know, they do have good pitching. They have an incredibly potent lineup and a bullpen that is still pretty electric. Underperformed a lot, but yeah, did you just say a team that, that won 100 games underperformed? Um, individuals underperformed. How about that? Individuals okay. who you would expect to be big playoff components have underperformed down the stretch. That's a better way Got to it. say that. How about that? <laughs> um, and then National League, pennant winner. I have the Dodgers, homer pick, but also, um, they've, they've been good against good teams this year. So I, I, I'm rolling with that. Walker Bueller, um, has been sharp since... Middle of the year, Clayton Kershaw will, you know, give five, six solid innings, and then people will yell uh, when he gives up one run in the playoffs. Um, Rich Hill will continue to scream and give up a couple runs and get run support like crazy. Um, so, 
I, I, I like I like the Dodgers over Milwaukee. Uh, also, Dodgers have more experience, if that counts for anything. Uh, it does. It definitely counts. I have the Dodgers as well. I think they just edge out the Brewers everywhere except for bullpen, of course. But, yeah, really, like, the Dodgers, I mentioned their pitching staff. It's going to be a rough series, especially in a seven-game set, to go up against them. And the Brewers essentially have zero starting pitching in comparison. So let's let's do it. World Series winners. You have the Red Sox and Dodgers going head-to-head. Who's winning it? I have the Dodgers winning it. Um, I think we both kind of rolled to the same sort of pick on our... <laughs> um, the homer picks. We're just homers. The, the, the homer picks, but again, the Dodgers, looking for redemption last year, don't have to face their demons in the Astros, even though I... I brought well, the Astros might. close. They might, they might. <laughs> but um, in in my prediction, they don't. Um, they face a Red Sox team who um, have been the best the team games. in baseball yeah. all year. Yeah, one of the most games. Easy. Um, but the Dodgers, I think, is a very unassuming year. Um, a year when people thought they would run roughshod over the NL didn't. Still made the playoffs. Um, so perhaps this is the year that they pull out the World Series and not the year that they dominate. I will say the Dodgers, I believe, watching the game, they were they're one in four uh, in franchise history in tiebreaker games. The only tiebreaker game that they won was in 1959, and they won the World Series that year. So good omens. There's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I so I have the Yankees making it to the World Series in my prediction. So I do predict them to go all the way never bet against your your home team or your favorite team that's it's never a good idea but this is just going to be one last little you know trip one last little callback to a theme that i've been saying all year that the american league especially at the top end has been so much better than the national league all year it's ridiculous the al i don't care who it is has to beat the national league this year just to validate what I've been saying, because I'm going to feel like an idiot if the National League <laughs> team wins it. Because the American League, man, is just so much stronger on paper in every single way. And I can't I can't go against that. I don't care. Indians, Astros, Red Sox, A's, any of them should be able to beat any of these National League teams. You know, that's that's just how I see it. So that's my, that's my prediction. Well, we both had the homer picks. How about that? Yep. I'm not really shocked at all. So that is going to do it for our, our podcast today. Actually, one last little question here before we wrap up. What was what was your favorite send-off from the weekend? You, you had a few players and other people in the game that were making their, their last appearances for their big league clubs. What was your, your favorite send-off or um, like one of the best moments from the weekend for you? Um, you're mentioning send-offs. I liked Joe Maurer catching. Um, again, we don't know that he's retiring, but um, there's a solid chance that he does. I, I like I like getting him back there in the position that he came up in. I believe he won when he won his MVP. Did, yeah, no, he didn't win MVP. Yeah, he yeah, won MVP he as a catcher. He won three batting as a catcher too. Yeah, I can't remember. He was definitely uh, on MLB The Show cover as a catcher. Well played, um, well, well played. played. But uh, I, I thought that was nice. Uh, Beltre had some fun too, but when doesn't he have fun? And he'll—I can definitely see him coming back for another year. But uh, no, yeah, it was a 
good weekend, ready for playoffs, and it'll be exciting. Yeah, I was going to mention uh, Adrian Beltre as well. I mean, he definitely still looks like he could come back if he wants to. Hopefully, I really hope he does. Um, yeah, I, I would say Maurer was probably my favorite. Of course, David Wright, though. You know, yeah. really emotional. Just It's more emotional when they're emotional, and he was he was emotional. That makes everything, you know, feel more authentic. It feels feels better in that regard. Um, but yeah, you know, there's, there's some other players that will, you know, likely not be returning to their teams, entering free agency or other things like that. Mike Sosha's done as the Angels manager after 19 seasons also, thought that's worth mentioning. Um, and Shohei Otani underwent successful Tommy John surgery. So that's, that's a fun note to end on. It's uh, <laughs> so, nine months too late, but <laughs> it's, it's all right. You know what? I'm I'm happy with how the season went. What a 2018 regular season it was. Everybody, make sure you watch the playoffs. Watch as much as you can, and also listen to our podcast because we'll keep talking watch playoffs and our Twitter feed or my Twitter feed to get the unhinged or the uncensored censored thoughts unfiltered. on uh, unfiltered playoffs. is the word you're looking uh, for. Fil- no filter. Um, we no, are- it could be filtered and unhinged. Well, if you want the unfiltered and unhinged commentary on the playoffs as we move through, make sure you follow us on Twitter at BeatTheShiftBP. Or follow me at Stingray417 in case I just am too lazy to sign into the other account and I'm just ranting from nah, my nah, account. Nah, nah, don't do that. <laughs> I'll try my best, but if you want all if you want uh, all tr- encompassing coverage. I'm trying to wrap up the podcast here, man. Stop plugging your I know. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make sure you rate, comment, subscribe to our podcast too if you enjoyed it, and check it out. BeattheShiftBaseball.com is where you can see everything. So that is it for today. Thank you, everybody, once again. As always, Ray. Peace. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs>